Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, it is an honor for me to share the word to the people of Island Church. And uh, so I prayed, believe God, and I believe I have something that God has put in my heart to share with you this evening, and I trust that it'll be a blessing to you. The Word of God is designed to help us. Anybody need help besides me? Amen. The good news is that the Word of God will help us if we apply it to our lives. Amen. And the crowd on Wednesday, those are the people that apply the Word, right? Three amens and somebody laughing. Okay. Maybe it's a different message we need to preach. Amen. And let me say what an honor it is for me to also just, and a privilege it is, I know they're not here and that's why I'm saying this, to work alongside Pastors Rusty and Pastor Leah. And I count it a privilege. Uh, I'm working on my 27th year this coming year and I have learned so much just by watching their example, watching them in good times and in bad times, and just seeing that they're constant. There's consistency in their life with the Word and trusting and believing God. And uh, not only by what he teaches, which is an incredible teacher, I wouldn't be here if that wasn't the case. I wouldn't be working here if that wasn't the case. But so it is a privilege for me to do that. And so I'm very thankful to the Lord for that. And so I want to read a scripture, a portion of scripture to you. And it's found in Luke chapter 2. And Philippe makes fun of me because I like to read this. And I've read it a time or two before. And uh, so Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 14, you know the portion of scripture, very familiar, especially In this time of the year, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living uh, out in the fields, keeping uh, watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them. And they were greatly afraid. And the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings or good news of great joy, amen. amen, of great joy, which will be to all the people. Now listen, just, just the speaking or announcing of Jesus coming on to the earth brought great joy, brings great joy, amen. amen. And it says to all the people, so the purpose of Jesus coming on is to bring joy, to restore joy that was lost in the fall. Aren't you glad that joy is available to us? Amen. And it's the desire of God for us to live in joy all the days of our lives. Verse 11. For there is born uh, to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. Come on, shout peace. Peace. 
and goodwill toward men. Amen. Jesus came to restore joy and peace to mankind and to humanity that had lost it through sin and through the fall. Amen. And the devil is tried to do and is trying to do everything he can do to steal the joy from people and the peace. But the good news is that God has restored it unto us. And if we will just look into his word, there is a way for us to live in joy all the days of our lives, to live in peace all of the days of our lives. Amen. I know the world is a dark place. We're not in denial. That's why we need the joy of Jesus. And that's why we need the peace of God. And it is available. And it reminds me of the Christmas song. Joy to the world. Can we sing that? Just the chorus. Is that okay with you if we go into a chorus? Joy to the world. Is that see? Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So how do we keep that joy? Anybody interested in living a joy-filled life? Anybody interested in living a life full of peace? It's available to us. Here's first thing that we need to know is our joy needs to be in Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, you know the scripture. Verse 4, rejoice in the Lord. Sometimes. Rejoice in the Lord always. And then if we didn't get it or we didn't understand it, he says, and again, I say rejoice. So our joy is in Jesus. Okay? Amen. And in how? It's in who he is to us. Amen? He is Savior, Healer, He's Provider, He's Sustainer, He's Peace. Really, He's everything we want Him to be. Now, is that enough to bring you joy or what? Everything that you need is found in Jesus. It's in what he has done for us. Amen. He saved us. He restored us to the Father. He's given us the word. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us calling. He's given us destiny. Many times we forget. Amen. That's why Paul writes and says, Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. And can I say this to you? Do not put your joy in things. If you're going to have joy, if you're going to have peace, you cannot put your joy in things. 
You cannot put your joy in people. How many know people will let you down? It's true. We cannot put our joy or have our joy in circumstances because they're always going to change. And Jesus, I wish the scripture were not in the Bible, but it is. And Jesus himself said it. In this world, you will have tribulation. But the good news is that in the middle of tribulation, we can have joy and we can have peace. Praise the Lord. Now, here's one sure way to lose joy. Also in that same portion of scripture, verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing. Or we could say, don't worry. One of the sure ways to lose your joy is to be a worrier. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So if you're going to have joy, you are going to have to be a person of prayer. And can I suggest prayer is not just open up and let her fly. Learn how to pray. We are a privileged people. We live in 2020. There is more revelation than there's ever been. I mean, even just on our website, you can go back years. I'm trying to remember how far it goes back. But volumes have been taught on prayer. If you are going to maintain joy and peace, you're going to have to learn how to pray. And it is an art. It has to be developed. But man, when you learn how to pray, it is a great thing to get answers from God, to commune with God, to spend time in the presence of God. It brings an assurance. It brings a confidence that you know how to spend time with God, that you know how to receive from God. That's what prayer does. Amen. Now listen, it says, with thanksgiving it's a sad day that we live in today i've never seen a more ungrateful people all you have to do is listen turn on the television listen to the news people feel they're entitled that it, the world owes them something as a believer if you're going to maintain joy in your life you are going to have to develop prayer in your life. You're going to have to learn how to pray, and you're going to have to pray. Doesn't do you anything to know how to do it, but if you don't do it, doesn't do you any good. And I like some Jesus says is one of the subjects. When you enter into your closet, one of the keys of prayer, I'll just give you one. We need to move on. But you need to get away from all of the distractions. It's difficult to pray with an iPhone. With the television on, with the radio on. I, when I like pray, I like to play music and just like what he's playing. He's not playing anything because he was playing a song. Guess what I would be doing if I were playing? 
I'm trying to figure out what song that is. I'm trying to figure out if it's a key that I can sing it in. But if I don't know what that song is, guess what? I'm going to focus in on what I'm doing, and that is praying. Because what we have to understand that when we spend time with God, you're spending time with God. So it is disrespectful for us to say, I'm going to talk to God. It'd be like talking to Mr. Martin. And while he's trying to talk to me, I'm doing something else, checking my phone. I'm, you know, whatever I'm doing. That's disrespectful. That's Mr. Martin. We're doing that to God. I'm trying to help you. And it will help you if you understand that. We have to restore the sense of honor when it comes to spending time with God. Reverence. Amen. And look, it is an effort. Prayer, being a person that prays, is an effort. But everything in God is an effort. But it pays great dividends. Great dividends. Listen, nothing that was ever done in God was ever done without prayer. If it's truly God, it required prayer. So we must learn how to pray. And we must learn and we must make it a habit to daily take time to be thankful. To just stand before God and tell him what you are thankful for. It's going to help you. And you realize that there's so much to be grateful for. What happens many times, and I'll use this since it's here, many times we face situations or we're facing challenges and we just think on that. That's what worry is. We just turn it over and over and over. And that thing, whatever it may be, however small it may be, if we continue to talk about it, if we continue to think about it, then it just keeps getting bigger and bigger until we can't see anything but whatever it is that we've been thinking about and talking about. But the psalmist said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Listen, we need to magnify God. In the midst of our situation, our circumstance, if you will magnify God, you will see how small your problem really is. Because I don't care what it is that we're going through, nothing compares to God. Amen? So, if we're going to live in joy, if we're going to have peace, we're going to have to be a grateful people. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ. If we're going to have joy, if we're going to have peace, we're going to have to learn how to control our thoughts. It's true things come into your mind. I mean, many times you can't keep them from coming in, but you can keep them from staying there. And this is what I found out. Now, maybe you're different than, than me, but I can't really think on two things. I'm not multitask able like that. I have to drop one thing to think about something else, especially if I'm really thinking about it and focusing in on, on that. 
so you can easily replace whatever it is that comes into your mind that tries to steal your joy, that tries to steal your peace. Replace it with something that's going to bring you joy and bring you peace. In verse 8, he says, finally, brother, whatever things are true. Now, truth means that it's established. It's never going to change. Guess what is established forever? Will never change. God, the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will never pass away. One day, we're all going to be in heaven, all of us. And guess what's going to be there with us? The word of God. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things or think on these things. So we're going to have to learn and develop the ability to meditate on good things. Meditate on the Word of God and challenge thoughts that are contrary to truth because a lot of things that we face are just temporal. They're going to change and most of them are subject to change if we apply the Word of God, if we apply faith to them. Amen? Here's the good news. That the joy of God came with the salvation package. Joy is inside of you already. We just need to bring that out. Amen. And so what I like to say is the joy that I have, the devil didn't give it to me. And guess what? The devil can't take it away. Or I like to say, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I have a nickname for the devil. And hopefully this does not offend anybody. But I, I've given the devil a nickname. I call him Lucy. Why? Because the devil's a punk. Can we say punk in church? Who, who can we ask? Why do I call him Lucy? Because it's short for Lucifer. I call him Lucy. Leave me alone, Lucy. So the joy that we have. The devil didn't give it, and the devil can't take it away. Amen? He's going to try to. Why? Because he's a bully. He's a punk. But the good news is, he can't take it from you unless you give it to him. Which reminds me of the song, This Joy, you know that one? What key are you in? The devil didn't give it to me. Come on, sing it with me. This joy that I have, the devil didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the devil didn't give it to me. The devil didn't give it, and the devil can't take it away. This peace, this peace, this peace that I have, the devil didn't give it to me. This peace that I have. The devil didn't give it to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. This peace that I had. The devil didn't give it to me. Oh, 
the devil didn't give it and the devil can't take it away. The devil didn't give it and the devil can't take it away. The devil didn't give it and the devil can't take it away. That's pretty good. We're going to move on. Here's the thing about joy. Look, you have a part to play in joy. It's not up here to something you can't control. Amen. As we've seen, you have a part to play in joy and having peace inside of you. You must rejoice, as we've said. And here's another one that I've practiced in my life many times. You have to develop the ability to encourage yourself. First Samuel, there's a chapter 30, verse 6. There's this, the Bible talks about a time in David's life. The king, he left the city and went. They were going to uh, the battle. They were going to go fight. So all the men left. And while they were gone, another army came and burned the entire city down. Took all the men and the children and took all that was valuable. So that scripture there says, David's city was, and David, verse 6, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, and David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters, Hmm, I just noticed. Doesn't say anything about wives there. Interesting. That's something else. Anyway, uh, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. You've got to be able to, and you have to encourage yourself regularly. Amen. I am anointed. Amen. I am loved. I'm good looking. Well, don't lie to yourself. Anyway, let's move on before we get in trouble. I remember um, there was a time in my life, some of you will remember, back in September of 2008. Amen. It was the mid, late September, early October. I don't remember exactly. But Hurricane Ike came and totally, I had three feet of water in my house. So if you know, that pretty much destroys everything in your house. And I remember being the day that they allowed us to come back into the city. I had to go in there and take out a refrigerator, dishwasher, a stove, a microwave, a washer, a dryer, beds, everything in the house and put it in my front yard. And as I looked outside the door, there in the yard, my neighbor had done the same, this neighbor had done the same, the neighbor across the street, everybody looked like a war zone. You guys remember that, most of you will. I remember sitting in my garage, sweeping salt water and sand out of my garage. And there's a great opportunity for you to lose your joy 
for you to lose your peace. But I remember there encouraging myself. God is a good God. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. For my shame, God will give me double. What the devil meant for evil, amen, God will turn it around for my good. And guess exactly what happened. Six short months later, everything was better than it was before. Why? Because God is a good God. And with him, nothing is impossible. But we have to encourage ourselves. We have to be grateful. I remember thanking God in the middle of all the mess. Thank you, Lord, for my house. Amen. Everything that I need. Still the same God. This hurricane doesn't change God. Your circumstance does not change God. He's still God. Amen. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, here's three reasons why we must, as people of God, have joy and peace in our lives. Number one, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You lose your joy, you lose your strength. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Nehemiah, and then Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods. Anybody like good food? And sweet drink. I didn't say strong drink. And sweet drink. And share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord Don't be dejected or sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Psalms 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust him with all of my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Songs of thanksgiving, amen? So be thankful. We've talked about that a little bit. Here's what I've learned that, you know, being ungrateful or not giving thanks is actually disobedience. If God says to do it and we don't do it, then it's disobedience, amen? In every situation, in every circumstance, you have a reason to be thankful, I remember one time back in 95, I just finished Bible school. I went to Bible school in 93, 94. So during that Bible school time, I was working full-time, going to school full-time. And so it was a very um, busy year for me. As a matter of fact, where's Fernando? Elite. That was the year that I stopped watching football because for an entire season, I didn't have a chance to watch one game because I was doing reading, book reports, studying for exams. But bless the Lord, it was a good thing. Amen. Don't miss it at all, especially when they started a bunch of foolishness. 
That's a different story. We won't get into that one. But during March of 1995, my brother was murdered. And it was a very difficult time for me. And I remember the only thing or a thing, let's say that, a thing that helped me is praying in the spirit. Sometimes you don't have words to pray. Amen. But I remember the Bible says that when we pray in tongues, it builds us up. Amen. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would empower us. And I remember telling the Lord, I don't understand this. Why? How? And the devil, you know, he's going to beat you up. He's a punk. We've determined that. Lucy, I remember that. Lucy comes and tells you, look at you now, Bible school student. What are you going to do now? And I remember telling the Lord, Lord, And in that difficult situation, the Lord showed me the devil didn't win. You know, even in death, there's heaven to gain. So I'm here to tell you that it doesn't matter what you're going through. There's always a reason to be grateful. And there's always a reason to have joy if you will look for it. So the joy of the Lord is our strength. The second one is this. We are the light of the world. Jesus said in Mark chapter 5, verse 14, you are the light of the world a, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We are a representation of Jesus. So we must represent him well. And in a time where there is no joy, when it's difficult to find peace, someone that has peace, someone that has joy will stand out like a light in darkness. And here's the thing. We are the light of the world. We bring hope. Amen. We bring Jesus to the world. So be a light. Be a light. Fill yourself up with joy and with peace and represent God well. Let's be a reflection of Jesus to this world. And don't cast a reflection on Jesus. You know those Christians. Where you tell them good morning and they say, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm highly favored and anointed by God. I have the knowledge of you. Well, they just said good morning. <laughs> Nothing wrong with anything you said. 
but be a light. Amen. They tell you, how are you? You say, highly favored, blessed of the Lord, and just be a light. Make sure you have joy, you have peace. God will open the door. If you walk in love, you walk in joy, God will open the door. They're hurting people up there. Don't shove it down their throat. There'll be an opportunity to do it, and it'll be the right time. Because if you do it at the wrong time, all it is is you're going to push them away. So be the best light that you can be. Show up on time. Do your work. Stay off your iPhone when they're paying you to do something. Do what they're paying you to do. Be the best employee. Be a person of it. Don't steal. Don't lie. Represent God well out there where you are. Be a light for Jesus. Amen. We'll get off that one before we get in trouble. And here's the third reason why we need to have joy and we need to have peace. We need to be people of joy, people of peace. Because Jesus paid an enormous price to restore joy and peace to mankind. And to not have joy, to not have peace would be an insult to him. Amen. Do you receive that tonight? Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.